Hey guys, welcome back to the Big Girl Things podcast. It's Laura here, your host, and today we'll be talking about three ways to turn anxiety into a superpower. Ah, anxiety, our little friend. <laughs> Since I've started this podcast, it's really prompted me to continue my work on self development through lots of practice and consistent effort. I am proud to say I no longer have anxiety attacks. Which, for all of you out there who've experienced severe anxiety before, you know how big of a deal that is. I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I always wished there was a book called The Roadmap to Life, and this is the very reason I've chosen to start this channel. I've been in a place in my life where I've been consistently happy for a really long time now. Yes, I still have my ups and downs, like everyone else, but. I think the biggest thing is learning to face my demons instead of learn, instead of running away from them has really made me a stronger and more beautiful person, and I'm really proud of that. Not only have the effects have been amazing, life is so peaceful now. It's so full of love, laughter. I've got ambition. I'm confident as well, and I would love to share these experiences. Of what I've learned with my 14-year-old self, and I'd love to share them with you guys too. But by no means am I giving you professional or medical advice. These are purely my own experiences and lessons that I've learned from. So, one thing before we start today is that I like to take a moment to share what I'm really grateful for this week. And this week, um, a big shout out to my loving boyfriend Pat, who supports me not only. In what we do every day, I feel like I'm so grateful to have found someone I'm so aligned with, and who wholeheartedly supports my thoughts, ambitions, my goals, and encourages me to be the best person that I am. So I prompt you guys to think of one thing that you're grateful for. If there's anyone around you that thoroughly and wholeheartedly supports you, or is it for your health, for whatever it is. And I encourage you to do that because you'll be surprised at how quickly that can change your day around by just being grateful for one thing at a time. And without further ado, let's get right into today's episode. So, to put it simply, um, I'd like to describe anxiety a little bit to those of you who are kind of new to it or haven't experienced it, or it, you might be experiencing anxiety, but you've just had it for so long that. This is kind of normal to you now, right? So the the first step that we can do of anything that we want to change in our life is to be aware of what we're currently doing. If something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't make you feel good, makes you feel really out of balance, um, it's probably a good time to just take a step back and realize how you're feeling and what makes you feel that way, right? So. Um, I've looked at my Google again <laughs> because I'm like, look, my experiences are my own, but that doesn't mean it's actually like actual symptoms of anxiety. So I thought I looked to somewhere where they could give me actual a breakdown of the symptoms that people usually face when they're going through anxiety. So racing heart, nausea, sweating, shaking, not in your stomach, difficulty breathing. Chest pains and crazy thoughts and so much more, right? Um, to put this into a more 
easy to understand human experience or a way that I like to describe it from my own experience is that anxiety can feel like a a crazy train ride of a train that's going way too fast um, and there's no way to stop it. You can't find the brakes anywhere. You don't know what to do, right? You're the captain of the train and everyone expects you to get this shit together and everyone's waiting on you and it feels like everyone's looking at you to perform, to do something. And then in your mind, you're going, shit, 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 shit. Why am I so stupid? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Why am I so stupid? Right? These were common thoughts that came to my head. I was very self-deprecating um, deprecating thoughts um, that I really used to put myself down a lot. And you're just so anxious in your head. just Your thoughts just go around and round in circles until you feel like your head's going to fall off your shoulders. <laughs> right? Like your heart's going to beat out of your chest or something. And by some miracle, the train slows down. Someone bails you out. You get out of the situation and we realized that it was all in our heads. We get off the stop and tomorrow, whenever it is that we get on that train again, the ride starts all over. Anxiety can mean feeling like you're never enough. It can mean feeling like no matter how hard you try, nothing is ever under control. It can mean feeling like someone else is controlling your life, whether it's society or literally someone around you. Um, it can mean feeling afraid of love. Being afraid to open up to people around you can mean feeling lost or hopeless or just tied down by the expectations that the entire world has on you. Right? If these aren't reasons enough that why it sucks so bad to have constant anxiety, I don't know what is. So I say this from the bottom of my heart, that you don't have to feel like that. Anyone out there who's feeling like that know that you do not have to feel like that and you do not deserve to feel like that. And it does get better. Don't give up, okay? Today I'm going to share a couple of ways that I turn my anxiety into my superpower and these are ways that you can too. So I hope you enjoy. So point number one is your ability to turn overthinking into focus. If you're someone who's constantly anxious, your mind is running at a million miles an hour all the time. You dramatically overthink every single situation, anything that could be from making dinner to, um, to making big decisions at work to buying someone a gift or even getting dressed we could dramatically overthink anything, right? And so that's actually a superpower in itself. We, as anxious people, we seem to read the room better than anyone else does because, not anyone, but majority of people is because we are always feeling like we're in constant vulnerability, it feels like anyone could attack us at any moment and we're always on the lookout for something to go wrong. What's going to happen? Should I move myself? Am I in the way of somebody else? Am I inconveniencing anyone? Um, am I late? You know, things like that. So to turn, this is actually an ability that you have that not a lot of people do. Like I, um, like my partner Pat always says this. He says it's easier to slow down once you're going fast 
than it is to speed up when you're so used to going slow. Right? Imagine a car going at 100 kilometers an hour. It's much easier to have the car under control from 100 to 60 because you already know how to go 100 an hour, right? But if you're constantly driving at 60, if you've never been on the highway before, then now suddenly you've got to go on the highway, you know, you're freaking out because you've never driven a car this fast before. Everything is fast, go, 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 and you don't know what to do, right? It's the same thing with people who are anxious all the time. You've got this amazing ability to be aware of your surroundings, be aware of yourself and other people as well. Turn that into a superpower. Turn that into something that will help you instead of wreck you, right? So to put it simply, one of the one of the differences between high achievers and those who aren't are the ability to turn on the focus switch. So that's the same thing. Overthinking and the focus is like you just overthinking means you've got energy that's scattered and aimed towards everything. Whereas focus is you've got the same high alertness, but it's focused on one area. The crazy thing about people with anxiety is that we think that we are nothing and we think that we can't do anything and we're worthless, right? But the crazy thing is that people who we look up to who are high achievers, all that they have done is they've channeled their energy and narrowed it down to focus on one thing that they're good at get really, really good at one thing and that's brought them success in their life because anyone who's really good at one thing, whether it's cooking, whether it's driving, whether it's teaching, whether it's building a business, that suddenly becomes an admirable trait, you know, because when you're really good at something, that that brings you money, right? If someone's a really great footballer and they get into the national football team and that's going to bring them money. If someone's really good at building a business and that business explodes, that's going to bring them money, right? So I'm not saying use money as a motivation to be better, but I'm just saying that people with anxiety and high achievers have this one thing in common. They have this abundance of energy in them, right? The only difference between us who haven't made it yet and those who have is they've just been able to channel their energy into something specific for a really long time now. All I'm saying is pick something, start somewhere, right? With people with people with anxiety, we tend to think that everything needs to be perfect before we start because we are so afraid of failure. But inevitably, by not doing anything, we are already failing by default. So if there's one tip I can give you to start is just think, okay, what do I need to do next? If, do I need to find a topic that I'm interested in? And when that starts to overwhelm you, stop. Stop, go take a break, go, go for a walk, put a five-minute um, timer on, but make sure you come back and try it again and try it again, all right? So slow it, try to slow it down by thinking one step at a time. And when you get, things start getting uh, overwhelming, slow down and breathe. And point number two, turn the lack of ability to let go into perseverance. So this is an interesting one, right? A couple of things that people who are very anxious feel hard to let go of 
um, expectations, ideals, negative memories, obsessions, and addictions. Because our perception of what feels good and what makes us feel safe is so warped that we can't let go. All right, just to use an easy and simple example, imagine holding a rock in your palm. Now, the size of that rock is just big enough for you to clench your fingers together to form a fist, right? And imagine clenching that rock really, really, really tightly in your palm. It hurts, doesn't it? That's kind of what anxiety feels like. It's really difficult for us to let go to those beliefs and negative memories, negative self-talk, obsessions and addictions. So if you've ever tried to remove something from somebody who's experiencing an anxiety attack from their hands, if they're holding on to anything, their fucking grip is, <laughs> it is a death grip, right? We can hold on to shit really, really fucking tightly. And my point is to turn that energy into something good. So now imagine if that rock that you were holding was a rock that would potentially turn into a diamond under pressure. And by you squeezing that, using that energy to squeeze that rock, eventually you will turn that rock into a diamond. Right? So what I'm trying to say is try to focus that ability to hold on so tightly to things into perseverance into a project that you're interested in something that you're interested in whether it's drawing it's cooking whatever we talked about uh, in the previous point that activity that you've decided to put your heart into use that energy and hold on to that passion Hold on to the belief that you will succeed in that pursuit as tightly as you would hold on to this rock. Quick interruption here. If you can hear some pounding and grinding in the background, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> Someone's been doing construction work the entire morning now, and I've waited for them to stop before, before I record each bit. Um, and now it's just really getting irritating. <laughs> and, I, and I've accepted the fact that they might go on all morning. So I apologize if there's some grinding in the background, um, but that's not going to stop me <laughs> from producing this episode for you guys so what I was going to get back to saying is that after years of being a high functioning anxious person I've learned something very valuable and this completely changed my perspective of who I was seeking validation from because as a high functioning anxious person I had the capacity to please everyone I could be everything for everyone I could be everywhere and I could say yes to everything like the superhuman that I was no matter how much work you dumped onto me I would get it completed whether that meant being an absolute wreck at the end of each day that didn't matter because what someone thought of me and my capacity to say yes meant more than anything right so only after years of doing that and I broke down one day and I was like fuck <laughs> this shit sucks it sucks doing everything for everyone being something for everyone at the end of the day I come home and I look myself in the mirror and I still feel like a piece of shit right I feel absolutely worthless I don't 
I don't feel like I'm any more confident and I'm any more beautiful after going to the gym every single day, diligently showing up to work, being my best self for everyone, I still look at myself at the end of the day and I didn't love myself. So I thought to myself, why am I, what am I doing all of this for? Right? And that led me to the conclusion that I realized the reason why doing so much was never enough because I was never doing it for myself. The only person that I needed validation from was myself. And that made me realize if I really wanted to be happy and feel free again, I need to change a couple of things around. I didn't know what those were at the moment at the time, but the power of just having an intention will give you all of the answers that you ever need in your life. So I was there thinking, what do I need to do to turn this around? And it started by listing all the things that I felt overwhelmed with. Um, and for you, whatever that might be, think of what's, what are two things that I can remove from my list tomorrow? Right? What are things that you absolutely hate? And if any, if there was an invisible person who put their hand up and say, "Hey, I'll help you do two things tomorrow," what would those two things be? Whether it's I only, I don't want to be dropping my kids off and picking them up at the same time, or I don't want to be cooking two meals every single day, or whether it's I don't want to do this thing on the Saturday, or I don't actually want to help with this project at work. Whatever that might be, write that down. It's, sometimes it's easier for us to realize what we don't want to do rather than what we actually want to do. So start with what you don't want first, and then you'll give you allow space for what you want to do to come in later on in your life. So I want you to use that ability to hold on to something so tightly and turn that into perseverance, into searching for what makes you happy, to turn that into perseverance, to be able to say no to more things, right? It's going to be a bit difficult in the beginning. You're going to be really tempted to just say yes to the things that you always say yes to. But if you just continue on on that path, persevere to know that, I'm on a mission to find my happiness again. I don't want to be this anxious forever. I want to be happy. Right? Just go down that path and persevere on until you find something that works for you. Listen to books, talk to people about it and be be open to the fact that you can be happy, okay? Point number 3. Turn negative self-talk into positive self-talk. I can't tell you exactly how big of a difference this has made in my life. Imagine all of the negative things that you tell yourself each day. You would never, ever, ever tell that to anyone else out loud. You wouldn't say that to your best friend. You wouldn't say that to a stranger on the road. You wouldn't even say that to your worst enemies. Most of us don't say anything to our worst enemies, but we say these terrible things to ourselves. And it's got such a negative impact on every single thing that we do. We almost talk ourselves out of doing things before we even do them. Let me share a personal experience with you. This was the first time I learned how to control my thoughts. This was um, after my first breakup, my first proper breakup when I was 21, um, and it was a it was a toxic relationship, and I was very very much drowning in the aftereffect um, of thinking that I've failed. Um, I failed at a relationship. I was incapable of being loved. I was scared. 
that no one would love me after that and things like that. So I was drowning in all this self-wallowing and self-negativity. And I can't remember who it was or where it came from, but someone had told me to just, every time you think of a negative thought, just stop it. Just nib it at the butt and just stop it. So I was like, oh, I'm such a piece of, no, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. And for the next for the next month or so, that was all I was doing every single day because I was so, um, I was anxious, I was depressed, I was all of these things. I couldn't leave my room for seven months. So that was the beginning of where it all turned around. And by doing that, I was actually creating space for for any other thought to come in, right? So I decided to fill my my emptiness with positive content, with motivational talks, with with Oprah, with Steve Harvey, with um I didn't read much then. I was more of like I just wanted to consume something easy. So I listened to um what's his name? Tony Robbins and just things like that, things that gave me hope. And eventually I learned that I am my thoughts. So that's where positive affirmations come into play. And there's something that I used to do religiously in the morning, and I really need to do more of that. But I have a lot of time in the car now on my way to work. So that's usually when I consume my content. I even just have the first five minutes to myself saying positive things, checking in with myself. All right. And the next thing in this point that I really wanted to point out is how do you turn negative self-talk into positive self-talk? during times of anxiety because just like um the example that i've used early on in this is episode about the train ride that is going way too fast and you have no brakes um is it's really difficult to control yourself when you're in anxiety so the best thing that i've learned how to do and god it's changed the experience so so much it's like a lifeline is to practicing positive things to myself when i'm in, in my day-to-day. So in my morning walks, um, I'd practice saying, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. And that was it. And after that, if you have any more energy in you, try to think, what am I grateful for? And then what's another thing I'm grateful for? And just keep going, right? When in doubt, when you have nothing to say to yourself, say, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. So how that translates into when you're in anxiety, and I've actually mentioned this in our first, very first episode on this podcast, um, is that in times of anxiety, you're, you are going to run on autopilot, right? Whatever you've been practicing and whatever you've been telling yourself when in your day-to-day life is going to be transferred into that moment. So in that moment, the only person that's there with you is really the voice in your head and you want them to be your friend, not your enemy. So if you've been practicing saying those positive things to yourself every day, when you are feeling like you're spiraling down in that anxiety, start saying, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. Because when you are saying something positive in your head, you can't also think of a negative thought at the same time. So if it was one or the other, I know which one I would choose. And after that, just breathe, breathe, and breathe. Repeat the words and breathe. Repeat the words and breathe. So I'm sharing with you what's possible because 
I'm really grateful that I was able to figure that out and that's made a big big difference and now when I am when I catch myself getting anxious or when I'm feeling a bit insecure of myself I take a moment pause breathe and say those words to myself and I feel much better after that and that's it for today's episode guys I really hope you've enjoyed it I've really enjoyed sharing these experiences with you and they've mean they've meant so much and helped me so much along the way if you can share this episode with one person that you're close to and the one takeaway I'd like to leave you guys with today is that you are special and beautiful just the way that you are you might not believe it now but I do I was always a misfit. I was the one who failed at school, the girl that guys used to get with because they wanted to get to my best friends. Um, I always felt like the rotten egg of the family. It was definitely not the golden child, right? And look, you don't have to be perfect to start. You are worthy of happiness regardless of where or who you, what you think you are. The first few weeks aren't going to be easy But if you want to be happy, if you want to be more than your anxiety, all it is is one step at a time. And I know you'll get there. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.